Weirdo bookworms, unite. We want to share our love of genre fiction with you. Some readers out there may look down on you for your love of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, but not us. So stop by as we discuss what we've been reading. Hi, genre junkies. It's Sandra. And this is Scott. And we have, guess what? A very special episode. I say that every show and it's like sandra they can't all be special so <laughs> tell the truth no this is our halloween spooktacular we have for some crazy insane reason done a show every week on top of the other shows that we also do uh, for the other for the cult show and for spooky slumber party this this is insane it's been so much fun it's, it's been, been wonderful it's, it's been, been lovely it's been i love so it it's my favorite fun but tonight is actually is actually a Halloween party because uh, joining us in the studio <laughs> live are my best ghouls from over at the spooky slumber party. Kelly, the scream queen. Woo! Ah! Emma, the derby Ooh! devil. Hey. <laughs> and over there, if you don't know, I'm known as the lit witch because I'm the reading one. Yay! I mean, the other two read, but you know. Not as much. Welcome <laughs> back, ghouls. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having us. It's so nice to be back. This is Emma's second go. This mm-hmm. is Kelly's third. third. Third time's a charm, Kelly. Heck you can yes. get it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. These girls are pod professionals. <laughs> So, um, ghouls, just in case anybody doesn't know, what do we do over at the Spooky Slumber Party? So we're a spooky podcast. We talk about horror and horror-adjacent things um, with a ghoulish, girlish, feminist, fun edge to it. But all are welcome to the Slumber Party, except for neckbeards and gatekeepers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your invitation to the Slumber Party got lost in the mail. Oh, no, it's gone. (laughs) Where'd it go? Sorry. (laughs) So this seemed like a book that was so much fun. Kelly actually got it on our radar and we talked about it over on Spooky Summer Party. And I mean, the social media and the internet has just blown up about this book. Yeah, horror Insta is all over all over this thing. So we thought this sounds like a fun retro book. I'm going to tell you, I got way more than I bargained for. Spoiler <laughs> alert with this one. And that would be, we'll say it on three. One, two, three. Cloud in the cornfield. I didn't realize we were saying the title. I, did, I, I was, just, I was, I was just like, using what a, using my improv skills. You there. said, "Listen, I got more yes, than I bargained for, and it was." And I thought you were saying what you bargained for, oh. and I was like, "I we didn't talk about this." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cornfield. Cloud. Uh, bye. I'll let you say the author, Emma. His name, the writer's name is Adam Caesar. Thank you so much, Adam, <laughs> for, for doing this, this. Writing this darn book. Oh, my this gosh. Book. So before we get into it, let me tell everybody what this book is about. Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar. When Quinn and her father move to a tiny town with a weird clown for a mascot, they're looking for a fresh start. But ever since the town's only factory shut down, Kettle Springs has been cracked in half. Most of the town believes that the kids are to blame. After all, the juniors and seniors at Kettle Springs High are the ones who threw the party where Arthur Hill's daughter died. They're the ones who set the abandoned factory on fire and who spend all of their time posting pranks on YouTube. They have no respect and no idea what it means to work hard. For the kids, it's the other way around. And now Kettle Springs is caught in a constant battle between old and new, tradition and progress. It's a fight that looks like it will destroy the town until one homicidal clown with a pork pie hat and a red nose decides to end it for good. We'll just leave it at that. Dum, dum, dum. So we're going to just kind of go around the circle, circle of trust, and share just kind of our initial, you know, in a nutshell thoughts. Initial um, thoughts. Yeah, I guess we should let our guests go first. Absolutely. Who's ready? I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Ah, love it. First initial vibes. Awesome fall book. The, the cornfields, it just gets you in the fall mood. I'm ready to go to Founders Festival. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of my biggest takeaways is that it totally 
reminded me of reading Fear Street when I was a youngin. I was totally getting Fear Street vibes, which I'm all about. Yeah, Um, yeah. But like a little bit more gruesome than Fear Street could get. Although sometimes they could get pretty gory. But um, yeah, yeah, just that kind of YA horror vibe sort of made me feel that. Which is a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Like Martha Stewart would say. It's a good thing. She did say that. It's a good thing. I love to say that. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I remember <laughs> that so well. Yeah. And it's funny because I only ever watched Martha Stewart's Halloween episodes. <laughs> <laughs> she she had pretty epic costumes. Oh, year. the magazine and the shows used to be so great in her heyday oh, for Halloween. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Hate to see Before it. Before the, it. what was it, tax evasion? Well, even right after it. Tip or something. Even right after it, when she was like, uh, you know, she was like a felon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it was like, get it, Martha. (laughs) B. I'm just imagining like her doing like a catalog from from prison, like how to make your your prison cell cozy. Exactly, like, make it feel like home. We're going to make how a to Thanksgiving- make a shank. <laughs> We're going to make different a, types of shanks. A, uh, a Thanksgiving dinner with all the fixings for the whole cell block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so to sum it up, fall vibes, Fear Street throwback. Good uh-huh. gore. Adam, Martha you rock. Stewart. Martha. Martha Stewart. <laughs> and you, li- you liked it. You liked it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about you, Derby <laughs> Devil, Emma? I also liked this so much. Yeah. Really fun fall vibes. Um, simultaneously hate and love all of the kids in this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Teens terrify me. They're so, real teens. Oh, they are real teens and they are terrifying, but also so cool. Yeah, it was it was super fun, so gory, so gnarly, and I loved every second of it. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, every gory detail. Adam fucking killed it with the um uh just with the the detail. <laughs> yeah, he goes there. So gory, and I loved it. Yes. I loved it so so much. All of the gnarly details. Ugh, I love it. Perfect Halloween book. Yeah. Good choice, y'all. Yes. Good choice. Okay, I'll go next. Ladies first. Hoes before bros, as we say over at Spooky Summer Party. (laughs) Um, We're a little more risque over there, Mm. if you couldn't tell with this language. (laughs) So, Clown in a Cornfield, where do I even begin with this book? First of all, never judge a book by its cover. However... We love it when a cover is just on the money, right? Yes. yes. This cover is everything. So we'll talk about that after Scott shares his his bit. But um, the folks who blurbed this, I mean, I had no reservations, but the fact that some of my favorite authors, Clive Barker, Paul Tremblay, and Stephen Graham Jones all said what a hell of a horror novel this is. I was like, okay. I praise. Yeah, I like praise. I'm with you. I'm with you, yeah. boys. I thought it was, again, Fear Street vibes. I'm totally there with you. Yes. Only was like ratcheting it up. Yes. To yes. be kind of gorier, grosser, stranger, and um, funnier. Really mm-hmm. funny really book. Clever. And mm-hmm. yeah, but also some cool social commentary, right. some stuff right. I picked up on that I was like, oh, that's like deep. Um, definitely a fan of Adam Caesar now. I absolutely adored this book. Uh, it was outstanding the way that it was written. I love the characters in it. I love the setting. I love everything about it. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into my uh, experience with this book as well. Okay. And this was an absolute page turner. And I listened to this book on audiobook. Oh, right, and right. And I found myself listening to chapters when I normally would not listen to a book on audiobook because I was that into it. This book yeah, is... You didn't want to put down the audio. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. And I just, I had to finish it as quickly as possible. And in case people are joining us, you know, Spooky Summer Party fans who've never listened to this, we're a big fan. I think all of us are. Is however you need to ingest a book, audio, Kindle, whatever you need to do, do it to get the book in your system and don't discount graphic novels. And I'm so happy that you had a good experience with the audiobook because... I mean, they're getting a lot better, but they used to be kind of like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, kind of on that note, for me, it was, um, I'm going to say a page turner as well. Page turner. Same. I was going to give it a page turner. Yeah. Yep. Big time. I'm I'm being a a little little stricter here. I'm going to say good read. 
Okay. I'm going to say good read, although um, I'm not going to lie. There were a few parts where um, I was really, really swiping that Kindle pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Kindle Kindle swiper. (laughs) It's a Kindle swiper. So um, the book... Let's just talk about aesthetics for a moment because this is an yes. aesthetically pleasing oh, look. Be- oh, so it's beautiful red, black with some white details. It's got this crazy retro font and like mm-hmm. arcing title. Clive Barker's right there on the front. On the front, it says the kids are not all right <laughs> in italics, even all the way onto the spine. Ugh. The art continues on the back. Just very, very like throwback 80s, 90s looking. Mm -hmm. She's a red book. She looks nice without her dress on with red, uh, with a black. And I loved the typeface on the chapter headers and everything too. Mm -hmm. It's one of those like, oh, and then of course there's the giant clown crop Uh, circle. Let's not forget that. Yeah. It's supposed to be like corn maze kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is is one of those books that doubles as decor. Yeah, this is like, um, if you want to collect it, it's you would collect it because it's really beautiful. Yeah. I just realized I've got the barn, the silo, yeah. and the farmhouse on the front, too. That's super it's fun. It's basically the Epic. whole setting of the book. Yeah. Epic. It, what I found really impressive about this book is that when you read it, you see a lot of the stuff coming, but you also kind of like, no, it's not going to go there. And like, it's it not really going to do that. Yes. And, yeah. And, it, it it does a really good job of actually like very heavily telegraphing where it's going while still surprising you when it pulls it off. Yeah, because it's not quite like it still subverts it enough that you're like, oh, OK, I didn't know it was going to go like that. I, just, I really feel yeah. like I'm reading something written by a true horror fan. Like, it's not just an yeah. author oh, yeah. writing something scary. It's like this is a horror fan writing for horror fans. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really good way to put it. I agree yeah. with that. And there's nothing nothing better than that. And uh, yeah. Adam, we none of us know him personally yet, but he, Adam, yet. you're yet. invited to the he slumber party, my yes. friend. <gasps> Can we have him on the slumber party? We need him. He has Come a standing on. invite. Yes. And he has um I'm going to send him a, I'm going to send him an invite like in the Do mail. <gasps> we'll make it super make cute one. and yeah. 90s looking. Yeah. Adam, Lisa so Frank, keep stickers. your eyes on your mailbox, my friend. <laughs> oh, he's cute too. He's got the eyes which are cute. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this episode, my guess is that you've probably already heard of this book and you've probably already read it. So I don't want to keep you waiting for too much longer. And I want to go to our appeal score for the people who have not read it because they weren't sure about it. And then we're going to go into full spoilers. Okay. Um, Same order, Kelly. All right. So I'm going to go with general appeal for this one um, because it is totally a horror novel written by a horror fan for horror fans. I think it's pretty much going to stick with that because of the content and the gore. Uh, graphic violence involving teens. I think that might be a little off-putting to uh, casual readers of other genres, um, mm. but the horror fans are going to love it. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. How about you, Emma? I was going to say the same thing. It's definitely somewhere between broad and general for me. Um, I think the same thing. It's like, I think anybody could get into this book because it is quite the page turner and it's a pretty easy story to jump into and like get connected with the characters pretty quickly, but... Yeah, all that gore though, and especially like you know, and heads again, us, off and us, roll in yes. their teens. Yeah, so like, to yeah. us, yeah, to us, we're like, oh, to, this is great. To but, us, we're like, fine, yeah. bring it on. But um, yeah, we, and it's, I mean, we're making it maybe sound worse than it actually is, but oh, yeah. maybe, well, yeah. maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, it's it's hard to know. We're desensitized, but we are. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so um, we're not we're not like bashing it or saying that it's bad or wrong. No, but right. oh yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna it's jaded old horror fans here. Yeah, yes, yes. it's so perfect. I love it so much. Yes, it's, I love the gore. It's but um, beautiful yeah. and wonderful. It's gonna, but be yeah, it's, it could be a lot. It's gonna be. It could be a lot for um, for some folks, for youngins yeah. that are new to the genre, or mm-hmm. you know, that could be. That's a good point. I mean, um, because it is kind of a little heavier. But I mean, like, most teens to adults would be fine, I think, yeah. with this book, um, especially if they're already interested in horror. Exactly. Um, not maybe the perfect gateway. I'm going to say 
I was somewhere between a general and a broad, so I'll just kind of squish it over to general. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it helps. Like, you know, sometimes we think about we think about Scott's mom, and I'm like, Scott's mom would not like this book, <laughs> but I think she would like it. Like, if we told her about it, and she listens to the spoiler <laughs> section, she hears us talk about the themes and whatever else. But I don't think it's quite enough to rope in people who aren't already part of that nope. demographic. No, nope. totally. Yeah. Well, the fact that you brought my mom into it, which is true, that is usually what I think about when I'm scoring it, is actually changing my opinion a little bit. But I, I don't know. I'm really tempted to give this a mass appeal. Oh, okay. wow. Honestly. Um, I mean, I don't think that my mom would like it, but that's because I don't think my mom is of the generation that this is written for. Mm-hmm. This, this adult or young. Like, I think that when if it com- when it comes to um, probably young Gen X and, and younger, especially us and and Gen Z. I mean, we're talking about th- that's who this book is written for. Yeah, I think even if they're not typically into horror, this is a book that I think that you have a really good chance of enjoying um it it, there's a lot of themes in this book that are that are um very relevant to our generations and very very relevant relevant to today and it's not even just our generations it's relevant to the the struggle between the older generations and the upcoming generations yeah exactly timeless argument yeah the boomer Um, millennials (laughs) <laughs> and the whatever it was before it was that you know yeah. and i i agree it, it is violent but maybe i'm just scarred by the other books that we've been reading this <laughs> month but it's, it's pretty not gnarly. that yeah. bad mm-hmm. it, uh, i i do have a i do have a trigger warning at the beginning of the spoiler section that i do think there is something in here that is actually very triggering yeah that i i do want to point out but uh other than that, I, I really think that the, like I'm really tempted to just put this right into mass and leave it there. Mm. I love that. So I love we, it. We are going to move to the spoilers section then. Take a little stretch break. Come back with us. And yeah, if you haven't listened before, we like to put our trigger warnings if they're significant at the start of the spoilers. So anybody who wants to know can know. But if you don't want to know, you don't need to know. All right. Here we go. Join us for the spoilers section in just a moment. Enjoying the show? Please like and subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Genre Junkies. And don't forget to visit the website, genrejunkies.com. Welcome back to the spoiler section. Before we get rolling, let's go ahead and knock those trigger warnings out of the way. So there is uh, definitely a triggering moment when it is... um referenced and symbolizes a school shooting and that is uh it, it, it it's a it's a strong trigger warning for that if you have fear or ptsd in regards to school shooting there there is references to that that are very strong uh really briefly too without getting too much into it i would also say content warning for substance abuse and um a little bit of suicidal ideation as well looking out guys yeah that's what that's how we do over here at genre chunky i like it well sometimes you want to know because we've read a few books that have things that are triggers for us and it's like you don't necessarily want to know the whole details of it totally but you can join us at the top of the spoiler section and we'll just kind of say just heads up you know yeah yeah Yeah, i like that okay oh where do you even begin oh my god (laughs) where do you even begin it is known that i am afraid of clowns I'm afraid of clowns. This didn't help. This t- <laughs> um, there's some deep, deep thematic cool stuff going on in this book. But I just had to, you know, just had to get that out there. Yep, clowns, still scary. Don't trust them. Mm. Especially that one called Friendo. I was going to say, do we love the name? Because I love the name Friendo. I'm going to start calling people Friendo. <laughs> Hey, Brendo. Hey, Brendo. I feel like I did that in high school. I called my best friend Kato for a long time. Her I name like was Katie. It. Oh, yeah. She called her Kato. I like that. Yeah. Um, I guess. I want to start with Quinn okay. because yeah. I yeah. love Quinn. Quinn. She okay. is such a cool, uh, complicated, and lovable character. Yes. I yeah. really feel for her in the way that she's. She is an optimistic person, 
but she's optimistic in a way where she's kind of been forced to become that way. She mm-hmm. she's a caretaker in, in a lot of respects emotionally for her father. Uh-huh. Um, she she carries a lot of that baggage, but she has turned that into like an to an op to an optimism that's mm-hmm. very refreshing. Totally. I love how just like wise for her age she is and how open she is to evolving as a as a person as a young woman um she's obviously been through a lot but even just walking to school with rust um she goes through this moment of you know realizing of completely like changing her outlook on this whole new life where at first she's like hating every second of it and then all of a sudden just like wait maybe this actually is a fresh start and she's just very introspective and i love that about her i agree i am so intensely sad for her though oh my oh, god just, yeah, of yeah. Course. all the shit she's gone through up until this point and then after <laughs> and i'm like and and you like you said like she is she's literally her father's caretaker like as much as her her dad is you know he's wonderful he's dude. stable and yeah. wonderful we love glenn um but <laughs> yeah. love you, glenn. but love you glenn. can you can tell Quinn is gonna ha- need a lot of therapy later in her life. Yeah. I, you know what's actually yes. on so that much. Note? She's, she's in already therapy. in therapy. She's in therapy. Yes. And, and she, yeah, she and starts out the book in therapy. She starts out the book in therapy, and at the end, she says, "Yeah, obviously, we're all in counseling." But this poor girl is gonna. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And how perfect my heart that her dad's a doctor, like who mm-hmm. literally yeah. cares for everyone else in town. That's his job yes. and his life <laughs> commitments. You know. Right, and you know, kind of this this stigma of losing a parent to overdosing, and then she lost her to you know the opioid like crisis, whatever you call it. Yeah, you know, it's a you know a drug's a drug, frankly, and. I loved that they explored that a little bit. Yeah, I was like, this is really cool. It didn't feel distracting. It didn't feel messagey. It just felt it just like felt part of the story. Yeah. yeah, it just felt important. Yeah, it's just real, and it's part of mm-hmm. her her experience. Yeah, but we love. We're all about normalizing mental health. Yes. on both of these mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, one of the things it, it, my experience may have been even even more different because of the narration by Jesse Valinsky in the audiobook. Uh, she does such a great job of of capturing character voices uh-huh. even when it's in their heads and when she's oh, at the I'm beginning sure. when she's talking about uh oh it's really You're good gonna have to go back i actually I think it's worth listening it to it now. again i want to hear um because i know you like that yeah mm-hmm. when she's when she's you know when she's at the beginning when she's walking to school and she's saying well, well um i'm gonna learn that then you know and she yeah. like that's that's how that's how uh, it's narrated in the audiobook, which is really nice to hear that much characterization. Yes. And I think that might might have been a big reason why I I pulled so much real optimism from her, uh, you know, even just more than the facade that she was putting up. Right. Um, appreciate that. I really, really do. And I, you know, I just learned maybe about a year ago <laughs> as a grown ass adult that change is a good thing mm. <laughs> and sometimes stuff is so hard and you can't see it but change genuinely is a good thing mm-hmm. and Quinn and Quinn is just like yeah I, I know yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah oh, exactly. I feel stupid um, here I am, almost 30 years old, just starting to figure this out. Okay. She's got it, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, she's still totally a kid. All of these kids are kids, mm-hmm. and they do kind of annoy you as an adult yeah. because you're like, Jesus Christ, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be a dick. Don't but roll your same- eyes like that. Don't smirk at me that way, you little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved, too, how the kids swore they swear a lot i some of us can really relate to that um and i've sworn since i was a teenager um i loved that the kids party and i love that quinn's dad knows that she parties oh the support the love because good man that was i'm not saying my parents were like glenn but (laughs) they kind of had the same attitude too they taught me things about drinking and drinking at parties i didn't listen to half of it but they (laughs) They tried, right? Like to be 
to like, they know you're going to do it. I love that. So like try to arm your children to be smart. Yeah. Don't leave your drink unattended, which Quinn doesn't, you know, stuff like those. She makes her own drink. Yeah. She mixes I, her own drinks. I love mm-hmm. when he texts her and he even thinks to add the little like non-urgent yeah, <laughs> preface yes. to it. Yes. So, she, so she can, so he doesn't stop her from having fun. Can we and, get all of our parents to friggin' text uh, us? That's like what my that. mom does. I, I have taught my mom to do that. She's doing it? She She's does that. It? She'll say, she'll, she starts her. it not urgent and then she'll say, hey, you know, Call me when you can or something okay, like that. When I tell people to call me, I say not urgent. Yeah. Call is different. My mom just says, call me. And I'm like, did someone die? <laughs> Dad <dead>? like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This goes right to someone died. Uh, um, yeah, I really love Glenn and just like his respect for Quinn. I yes. really, you can see the respect as a parent he has for her. And, um, you know, they, he even when they talk about him um, and he's like um, he's home alone when Quinn's at the party and he's like washing dishes. And he's like he, as calm as as a parent who encouraged their child to go to a party tonight can be or something yeah. like that. And I was just like, how cool that they're like he's still acknowledging I am terrified that my child is at a party where there is alcohol and drugs boys but yeah i trust her you know yeah. like ugh, i just love that it, it shows a lot and especially uprooting her to this new town it's and he says it in the narration like what am i supposed to do like she's gotta meet people yeah mm-hmm. and he wants them to be a part of this community so um i thought that was really cool i liked that um I liked that she was a city slicker, if you will, <laughs> yeah. but I loved how they represented some of the folks in this red state. Everybody was not a podunk hick, mm-hmm. um, which was nice. Yes. Like Janet. Yeah, like a, and, and at the party, she says girls are dancing with girls, boys are dancing with boys. You know, like it was cool. And other things too, like she is like, she checks herself a few times with people of like, oh, that's really something. And, I think that that's really cool, you know, to be like, you know, not everybody from a small town in the in the Bible Belt is going to be a scary, scary racist, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, I, and I, I appreciated how there are definitely themes that are stereotypical, but the author didn't didn't, you know, rely on very many stereotypes at all. Right. When it came to um, the children in particular. Yes. Like. Yes, you would totally expect, you know, the stereotype of all of the kids there to be um, pretty close-minded. No, no, they're, as as even said, woke enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was about the words yeah. of the book. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're actually pretty woke. I mean, woke enough. <laughs> yeah, woke enough. Um, and also, sometimes so funny in books and movies, man, you're thankful for the redneck when you need firearms. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh God Thanks bless Rust. Rust. God bless Rust. Okay, are are we Team Cole or Team Rust? Well, what do you mean? Well, I, I mean, okay, obviously <laughs> at the end of the book, I'm at, Team Both. Team both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Team Both, but I think I would get along better with Rust. I think I, think I yeah. would get along a little bit better with Cole because Same. he's like he. I mean, from the way she explained him, I pictured him yeah. as like cute emo boy, yes. and I was like, ooh, soulmate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I also that- really love Rust because I do. Okay, I know I am very, I am a very leftist person, but I do love shooting a gun, and I <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's oh my gosh, I was like Rust, my friend. <laughs> yes. No, I totally hear you on that, and like we've talked about guns a little bit on the show too mm-hmm. and stuff. Gun safety, baby. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a, you know, completely polarizing issue. And Rust was kind of a nice, like, way to show that, you know, that like, and then not to mention, okay, let's all how happy we're with the kiss. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's where my funny story comes in. Okay. Okay. So tonight. I was finishing the last two chapters of this book and you get to the end and I'm at the end where, um, uh, you think that Rust is resuscitating Cole, and then you figure out, no, they're smooching. <laughs> they're making out. <laughs> yep. I should have and so I, I got to that part, and I and my face just went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan looks over, he goes, what? And I was like, I, and he goes, they're gay, aren't they? And this guy, <gasps> this boy, <laughs> I have not told Jonathan a single thing about this book. He just said that as like a joke, just like throwing it out there. Yeah. And I was like, Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> How did it like it? And he was like, What? 
Jonathan is psychic, <laughs> y'all. He shines. <laughs> He's got the shine. He's got the we shine. laughed very long after that. It was very funny. It's like oh, they're, they wow. were gay with Wow. Yeah, yes. they were. <laughs> that was a great twist that I did not see oh, at all. Me neither. But then you think back to that moment at the party, and you're like, "Oh, the tension was there." Yeah, like, but you're oh like, "Is God. the tension because they're not friends anymore?" And is it's the weird tension because they're both attracted to Quinn, or is the tension because they love each other? <laughs> <laughs> and we are so trained by society. And by pop culture, I know I was to be like, which boy is Quinn going to be with? Yeah, and like I was annoyed yeah. at myself for caring. And I was like, Adam's a really smart guy. I don't think they're going to get together in this book, but I think she's going to kind of fall for, you know, one of the pr- people. And I love that it wasn't her story for that. Yep. And I love, but that's the thing. I feel like that was like like Adam's little trick on us yeah. because it's a YA book. Mm-hmm. So you you have a, a a girl main character and there are two boys. So you're like, oh, okay. love, love triangle. triangle. Love triangle. Here we go. Yeah. Who's yeah. she gonna pick? All right, love that's it. what I was thinking. So like that was one of my things about this book where I was like, meh, like stereotypical YA, whatever. Moving forward. Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. Adam. <laughs> that was that was the OTP that. I didn't even that I didn't even know I wanted. You didn't even know I wanted that. <laughs> I didn't shit. know I wanted it, and then it happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" My little queer heart is like, "Me, yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> And, and I also really appreciate how it wasn't treated like it was just that was just what happened. There was no they didn't have to go into uh you know anything complicated about you know their feelings or their attractions to other people or any other previous like, oh, relationships. It's just like okay, yeah, they like each other. Cool. <laughs> I I love that, and it's um in my opinion, I can't speak for everybody, but in my opinion, it was a nice example of kind of a secret gay relationship that wasn't a gross plot device or anything exploitive feeling or anything like that. Personally, I thought it was cool because I like how he, like we talked about earlier, he takes a trope and he kind of subverts it a little. Mm -hmm. Um, So the generational divide, (laughs) this is, you know, that argument of the, the young folks versus the old folks that is, I'm sure has been going on since the beginning of society like that's nothing new right it just changes a little every generation and everybody when they get to be the older generation they like to think oh well i wasn't like that when i was a kid and no the people ahead of me they were so strict and i'm not like that and it's like no yeah, it's everyone the same. thinks that their days were the best days <laughs> yep yep all these boomers are the ones who are smoking pot and doing drugs and listening to that rock music. That rock and roll. And, you know, now they're now they're a meme. <laughs> so <laughs> now you're meme culture. Uh, not, not, now you're boomers. <laughs> yeah. Boomers. I appreciated that I maybe it's our age, I don't know. But because we're not really either in this book. We're like between. Yeah. And it felt nice to see. A little bit of both sides, not entirely, but like, I mean, obviously I'm not fully on the the older generation side, but I get it where they're sick of having a camera shoved in their face and a prank played on them Mm -hmm. or things, you know, happening and people getting hurt or property getting damaged, you know, their business gets their window blown out or whatever the hell it is. Like all for views, doing it for the subs, doing it for the likes. And um, and I get I get a little bit of that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, and then on the young people side, I totally get why they're like, this is a small, boring ass town. Like, we want to have some fun. Oh, what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> what the hell else are we supposed to do? We got Wi Fi, <laughs> barely. That's about all we got. I mean, we are we are we are people. Like, we don't have to just go work in the proverbial mine, mm-hmm. and you know be you know sit with our you know hands crossed in our laps like you know yeah we we want to have a life yeah and i respect that yeah, yeah i really do um i felt personally that there was a nice message about <laughs> frankly anti trumpers <laughs> going on here because i mean yeah. they made the hat of make kettle springs great oh, yeah. again yeah i was like ooh and I liked, I Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't correct me if I'm wrong. Because, you know, all creators, when they put their art out there, it's for the people to interpret, right? Yes. That's the beauty of it. 
I was reading this book very much as the old guard conservative bullshit that we need to get rid of. These people are clowns. Yeah. Hey! These people are literal clowns. Yes. And oh my God, I love it. They are the clowns, and America is the cornfield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yep. Kelly knows. I said Kelly it. Knows. <laughs> Kelly knows. That's, Kelly knows. I mean, that, yes. Am I wrong? Um, no, 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 not at all. And he made a good point of saying, like, not everybody here is like that in this small town. Lots of nice folk, lots of people who had nothing to do with any of this fucking shenanigan. But we got to get, we got to, we got to cut the chaff. This <laughs> book is not filled with a lot of subtext. It's pretty much out there in the open right there, what yeah. it's symbolizing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you're absolutely correct that that is. That is what what the author was going for. On a fun on a fun death note, I tried really hard as I was reading all these to pick a favorite death. Oh, I think Janet's was my favorite. Wait, which one? Janet. Oh, you know what? Me too. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Janet was my favorite too because I every time he killed somebody, I couldn't believe he killed that person. I know. Yes. Same. Yes. I, and then it happened so quickly. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you know, she's like the narrator in that moment. And then all of a sudden, chapter end, and then boom, Janet's head is literally rolling. Yeah. <laughs> not, and not only rolling, her body trips, trips over, over her, her head. <laughs> that was that was what slayed me right there. Oh was, my God. I'm could, laughing. The imagery was perfect. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. You know what? And that would totally be my dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, even in death, I have no dignity. <laughs> Rip over my own head. Uh. Oh my god. Her stepdad though, that shit got dark. She got yeah. real dark. Oh my god. That I love Cole's realization at the yeah. end where he's like, it's not just that awkward parent that you have a hard time talking to when you go over to your friend's house. This man is a literal psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really he really went there. Ooh. It was like it was like Mr. Murray or whatever. He took it too far. Yeah. Um I was very happy to see him go. I can say that. Oh my god! When Glenn was in the rotted like oh my quicksand. God. Oh, oh the, my god! So descriptive in the worst, <laughs> best way. It's like, oh god, it's corn and body, corn and I bodies, and it. rats coming out of the bodies, <laughs> rat poop. Oh my! And god. I'm just doing the math in my head on how long the last doctor had been dead, and I'm just like, wow, that's. That's a really decayed okay. body. I know when, when right he there. said that it was like very dead. I was like, yeah, it, that it, he is very, very dead. <laughs> Probably had just enough meat to be recognizable. <laughs> Probably just the the meat. corn like turned into what's what's like the alcohol that they make from corn. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol? Well, yeah, like you can make a vodka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It like kept, it probably kept the it body. Pickled him. It pickled him. It kept him preserved. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, how about fucking Ronnie okay, and so, Matt? Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I, I Everybody think you, I think like draws a breath. Like, when <laughs> did you did you realize before it was revealed that they were going to turn? I thought it was yeah. going to be them, or I thought it was going to be Rust. Okay, uh, I, I thought it was going to be Rust it, early on. I thought it was just going to be Ronnie. I wasn't sure about Max. He seems so dumb. Well, he that that idiot, is true. He's just following Ronnie. But but for me, it was the moment when Ronnie said that that weird thing in the silo, like about running the town. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm we're like, gonna run the town. Oh, the town. Mm-hmm. oh, how how are we gonna how are you gonna run the town if you're dead? I'm like, oh, you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You're 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 gonna come moments. out of this yeah. ahead. He a gave co- some breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah, a couple moments in the silo when you were like, I think something shady is going on. Yeah, <laughs> there were a few moments that I was like, mm, I don't like this Ronnie character. What's with Ronnie though? What's up with Ronnie? Ronnie, totally, totally agree on that. Um, I liked that Cole had a lot of struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sad. That was really hard. Losing his sister, losing his mom. His dad is a joke. Yeah, I find that resents him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of trauma. No, that's actually a really good way to put it. And like, because there's a couple of times and I gave that trigger warning where Cole's thinking about, yeah. do I want this to be over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he when they're about to 
hang him from the from the catwalk there is that do i actually want do i want do i do i want this because yeah he's like thinking about all the things that led up to this point thinking about his sister's death and thinking about just the resent his dad has for him and all the other shit going on he's just like wait actually i might be okay with this that would break me if i found out that my parent want one of my parents wanted me dead so badly that he recruited he recruited half of the town town? to kill me Um, i'd be i'd be pretty done yeah (laughs) i'd be like okay hold on if everyone is the asshole i'm the common denominator (laughs) emma's got a passage i found it okay so when arthur uh cole's dad when you when you realize he's in on it and this paragraph fucking broke me when when you realize his dad like really does want him dead um he says don't think this was easy for me my solution when i first raised the subject to george had been more targeted just you dead that's all i really wanted maybe your skull broken about a foot of dirt as your grave it took a little convincing to go along with all of this arthur hill motioned to his side this friendo business so he didn't even want the whole friendo gang killing all these kids he was like just kill my kid yeah fucking just yeah that was the whole, the whole point and then uh, i read that passage twice too when because you- the dude has long hair and drinks at the reservoir. Yeah, of horror. Jesus, I know the worst. The worst son ever. The worst. There's, you oh. know, people turn on their kids for stupider reasons. Frankly. I know it's true. true. Yeah. You know what we haven't talked about that I kind of want to get into a little bit is the prologue. Please, <gasps> yes, like he survived. Yeah, you prologue reason. or epilogue at the start. Or the, 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 end? the prologue, because I'm kind of oh, okay. I don't know, like how necessary was it? Not saying it was yeah. unnecessary. Um. But I don't know if I just, like, missed something. Maybe you can, like, help me out here. But I I think I can. I'll try. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'll do my best. Let me me try. Um, Then the others can weigh in. I was actually going to mention the prologue because I really like the prologue. I thought it set a really cool tone Uh because I wasn't sure where we were going. I was getting a little bit of, what's up, my fellow teen? (laughs) Like, vibe. And then I realized... No, he really is being that kind of obnoxious guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. Yeah. And he's, everybody's he's being Logan Paul, basically. Logan Paul, he's being yeah. like Logan Paul, basically. And like the other ones that are like or that. Jake Paul is the more relevant one, I think. All the Pauls. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> everyone on YouTube named Paul. Um PewDiePie. And, yeah. And all those all those types of people. And I was like, okay, he is supposed to be like so referential, and all of them are because it's annoying. And <laughs> that's the point yeah uh and then with his sister dying is like you can see for me that this was a catalyst where then of course this is really what made his dad turn against him oh okay see i forgot who it was that actually died in the beginning oh yeah oh, okay oh okay. yeah i think it served two points that's why i was confused i was like died. wait who was that yeah. girl that died and why do we care yeah, about I, her yeah okay. i think it served two points one that it was his <laughs> sister who looked, <laughs> <laughs> who looked so much like <laughs> that looked so much like the mom and you know it was just like another nail in the dad's coffin and then it also was a good example of how some of the adults in the town could feel like you know this shit's gone too far people are dying okay and they'll think and they think it was because of the clicks yeah. I think the third thing that I got from that as well is it is it kind of shows how even though there's all these different cliques in high school, at the end of the day, like everyone's kind of together. It's a small town. It's a yeah. very small mm-hmm. town. And like, like they all show up together and they all know who everybody is. Um, yeah. I, I went to a high school that was very similar to this, which is why I kind of yeah. like really felt that. I went to a very small high school yeah. too, not as small as yours, yeah. but very small. But it's like where you have where there's lots of different cliques, and you don't necessarily, you know, there's teasing and there's bullying and all that kind of stuff. But you know, eventually, everyone just kind of realizes, you know, we're we're all just kind of in this high school together. There's not really that much different. Yeah. Um, and it actually made me that prologue made me very sad when ginger died because yeah. i liked ginger a lot there was yeah it was sad because that is yeah that's a real thing that happens let us do jump to the epilogue though let's just hop from prologue to epilogue let's just get there yeah oh, okay sequel yeah. what oh boy <sighs> at least he set it up for the fun of it yeah even if he doesn't ever write it yeah it'd be fun if he did but at the same time i feel like it might not need it sure. um 
I just, yeah, I'm, why? Okay, why is he going to, where is they going? Cuba. Cuba. Why Cuba? Cuba? Because he won't be, extra, he can't be extradited from Cuba. Okay. Um, I think, I don't think that there's going to be a sequel. Um, Wait, it doesn't say, okay, so when he's in the bathroom and he changes into the friendo costume. Yes. And he has a knife and he says... Uh, the phenoms were considered very light jets. There would be no ground crew he had to worry about just finding his way off the runway or out of the... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, disembarking. Sorry, I thought he was stealing the plane. Never mind. (laughs) He's getting off. He's staying in Cuba. Staying in Cuba. (laughs) In his friendo outfit. (laughs) Because that's fine. Um, But like that haunting, that final line is so haunting. Yeah. When he's like, I mean, you know, if something has to be done, you know, gotta do it yourself. Oh, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. He's just a really (laughs) chilling, creepy dude who's completely Mm -hmm. lost any semblance of reality. I mean, I would love to read a book about a rich octogenarian, like, scouring the countryside, killing teens as he goes through to the serial killer 80 year old. But, um,. Time he sees a teen on a phone, like clown. Yeah, uh, Did you just take a picture of me? Yeah. I think the 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 epilogue served as another referential moment to horror movies and and horror yeah. tropes. Of, mm-hmm. You kind of have to have that last, you know, Jason popping out of the water, grabbing the boat moment. Yes. And how do you have that when there were? you know, 50 clowns <laughs> and they were all just a whole bunch of, 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 of older people, you know, of, of boomers basically, uh, Boomer clowns and having him survive and carry on the mask, I guess yeah. is a good way of doing that in, yeah. in a, in a fun referential way. Yeah, definitely. You know what is so creepy to think about? It's like mm-hmm. in this book, at least, at least we know who the clowns are because of their mask and their, uniform in real life you don't know who the clowns are who are the real right. clowns you can't always tell and, yeah like that's what's scary tell yeah you can't always tell oh kelly that's deep as fuck it's very deep. <laughs> she's not wrong that there. happened to me earlier this week i found out someone i'm pretty close to is indeed a clown and yep. i was like who yikes you don't know him. but oh, i was God. like oh no you're a clown. i thought you cared about people okay oh god that's the worst yeah. Well, and we see it all the time, everyday microaggressions and, you know, stuff like that. We don't we don't know yeah. what their hidden agenda is under there or whatever. Yeah. Um, I had two closing thoughts for my own self. I figured we should probably start to wrap. Yeah. Wrap it up. My two clothing my two clothing <laughs> thoughts. My two closing thoughts are thus. Um one. I love that Quinn and dad and some of the people stayed in town and they're rebuilding it and they're reclaiming it. I thought that was so cool. Dad's going to be the mayor. I mean, I think he's just a little ready for a change himself, you know? Um, And I thought that was cool because I couldn't blame any of them for not wanting to do this, but it's like, look, Cole's like a freaking millionaire and he's going to reinvest and do everything right this time. And, you know, all that cool stuff. And I thought that was very hopeful and just really sweet. Secondly, there was something I really liked about dad and his Hippocratic oath, because sometimes in, in the witch world, we come across people who have taken a do no harm oath. And it's like, damn, good for you. Like, you know, you see people like that. And it's like, <laughs> that's so cool. And that's like how doctors should be totally. Mm-hmm. And then you have Quinn who's like, hold my beer. <laughs> and it was and it was such a nice like hold my, hold you know, my screwdriver. <laughs> hold my screwdriver for Quinn. And it was just really sweet because it was like it didn't, you know, it was like we gotta have helpers and we gotta have vengeful mofos. Yep. <laughs> to gotta make have bitches who are willing to fuck shit up. And she was so scared of the guns and everything at first and then it's like And then it felt oh, so Quinn. natural to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I love that dad was like even when he's fixing up Trudy who called his daughter a slut and all this shit he's like <laughs> Okay, pushed a little hard. <laughs> and I love that he was like making it pre- like pretend like she was still alive. I thought that whole scene was really funny. I loved it too. I really liked the way that 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 Quinn's uh, badassery was handled. I, I, I like the way that that firearms were handled. Like everything that that um, everything that Russ was saying was absolutely true. Yes, and I'm like trigger discipline, preach, baby. preach, preach, preach to the crowd. Um, I, and 
it's clear that the author actually uses firearms, has used firearms, or at least has studied. At least did the research firearms. or consulted. Something. Yeah. yeah, did the legwork. Uh, I I really love the part when um, Quinn ends up shooting off Matt's hand oh. um, because Ronnie left her finger on the trigger, and she goes trigger discipline and pushes her hand down. Yes, <laughs> that, yeah. that was Great call. that was I one of the it. greatest moments in the book. Like yeah. like on screen, that would be Mwah. that would be chef's the kiss. Moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would be in every trailer. That would be the yeah yeah. Yep. Is this going to get optioned for a film? Should I it? hope so. And it's going to be like super controversial. It it's going to be super. We'll be there open night. I love it. Make people. Hey, you know what? We should all be pushed out of our comfort zones a little. As yeah. long as no one's actually getting hurt or you know like totally scarily offended in some bad bad way, we should all be pushed out of our comfort zones a little bit sometimes. Um, I have a fun closing thought. Um, I really loved at the end when, um, <laughs> when <laughs> I'm sorry, when uh, Quinn is um, talking about, you know, the aftermath of everything. And she's talking about how basically all these boomers left an intense digital trail. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, <laughs> yes! they would have been found out if we even if we hadn't fought back, you know, like if we all would have died and their plan would have been carried through. They would have been found out. They left so much evidence. <laughs> they don't know how to use yeah. electronics or the Internet. They did not blast their cat. They did not blast that cat. Uh, that was so perfect. It was so perfect. And it was like, yeah, I love that they had like walkie talkies like radios because yes. it's like. Otherwise, you know, that old joke, like in the commercials and stuff, they'd be walking around, like talking on their phones with like, you know, it up at a loud volume and stuff. It's like, yeah. okay, you're not, you're not fooling anybody with your murder plans. Um, so my close, my closing thoughts, it's and, and, and these thoughts have surfaced just as we've been talking about it. But on the surface, this thing is like a fun teen slasher that I could easily see being made into an awesome horror flick. But it's like, the more we've discussed it, the more I realize, like, wow, this is actually really deep. <laughs> like, very there's deep. actually some, like, really dark subtext here. Clowns. 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 Well done, Adam. Yeah. Well really done, good. sir. Well yeah. done, sir. Just real quick, how many Janet heads out of five? <laughs> how many Janet heads out of five? I love it. I'm going to give mine four and a half Janet heads out of five. I'm going to go for three Janet heads and half a tube of her pink lip gloss. <laughs> nice. Um, I think I'm going to join you, Sandra. Four and a half Janet heads. Yep. Had that head sliced in half. Sliced <laughs> and diced. I am going to go four Janet heads and a crossbow bolt. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Uh, also, can you guys like physically hear the sounds of the crossbow? Like yep. the yeah. bow yes. shot. Like how good was that written? Dunk. Just the ah. So good. You can you can feel I'll it just like swooshing by your ear. It's like oof. Mm -hmm. He does great description. Really and great description. Great action too. Oh, yeah. 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 Very impressed. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Spooky slumber party ghouls. Thank Woo! you for having us again. Lines of feathers to the board, ladies. That's right. I can't wait for the next time when we do the next uh, Babysitter's okay. Coven. <gasps> yeah, it's coming. Little teaser. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sandra. Please keep reading past your bedtime. Mm -hmm.